Welcome to Page One or Bust, your ultimate guide to getting on page one of search engines. In this episode, we're talking to a B2B marketing leader early in the SXO journey. Ashley Kazire is the Vice President of Marketing at AOE and has been creating content that drives results since the 90s. Today, you'll learn how Ashley is bringing the SXO revolution to the construction industry, a space historically dominated by in-person marketing. You'll hear insights from Ashley's journey so far, like how to get content in front of a harder to reach audience. But before we get into it, here's a brief word from today's sponsor. Page One or Bust is brought to you by Demand Jump. Get insights, drive outcomes with Demand Jump. Get started creating content that ranks at demandjump.com today. And now here are your co-hosts, Christopher Day and Ryan Brock. Welcome back to Page One or Bust. This is your co-host, Christopher Day, the CEO of Demand Jump. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Brock. How's it going, Ryan? Yo, doing well today, Toph. How are you? Never been better. Ryan is our chief content officer at Demand Jump. And today we are super excited. We're joined by Ashley Kazire. Ashley is the vice president of marketing at Advancing Organizational Excellence. How's it going, Ashley? It's going great. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're going to have fun today. So so we are going to go on a journey with Ashley. Ashley is a B2B marketing leader early in the SXO journey. And, and to our audience out there, as you may recall from previous episodes, we use SXO on purpose. So SEO is dead. It is in the garbage can, never to be re- retrieved again. And we are moving as marketers to search experience optimization. So with that, let's kick it off, Ashley. Just talk to us a little bit. Let's yeah. loosen up and okay. talk about your career journey and marketing and how you got to your current role. Tell us a little bit about your background. Great. Well, I began my career and I would say it's in marketing in a way. It was loosely related. I was the editor in chief of some construction industry publications and I got to um, know the owner of a PR company because she would place articles, content in our magazines. And this was way back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And anyway, ultimately, I ended up joining her team and it was under another name at that point. We merged with another company, became AOE in 2018. And I was an account manager for our clients who are in the construction, uh, building, and concrete industries primarily. We have clients in other sectors as well, but a heavy emphasis in that construction space, concrete, and building space. And we, you know, we serve them with content primarily. We help with consulting with content creation, and we created a new position, vice president of marketing, and I came into this position at that time. So we were kind of like the, you know, what is that old saying? Like the shoemakers, kids that have the cobbler shoes, son. the cobbler son. That's exactly what <laughs> we I talk mean. about that on like almost every episode of this podcast. It's yes. so funny. Everyone says that about themselves. Yes. Yeah, I know. I felt like, I mean, we, you know, we did a great job for our clients and we, then we really started realizing it's time to focus on our own efforts as well. So that's how it began. I, I have to say, Ashley, you're, you're after my heart a little bit with construction. Way back early in my career, I used to build hospitals and wow. stadiums and things of that nature. And you're talking about concrete. I have to digress a moment. And I think I may have forgotten the five ingredients in concrete now. But people always call it yeah. concrete cement. And it drives oh, me crazy yeah. because cement is merely an ingredient That's in right. concrete, right? It's like air aggregate, sand, uh-huh. cement, and something else. That's right. Anyway. We have promised to educate our listeners and right. <laughs> they are coming away with some new information today. That's right. I know that is one thing that we like to say, you know, hey, you know, when you hire us, we already know the difference between concrete and cement. So, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's so fun. And I think anyone who works in like content and marketing has that same experience. Like my team talks all the time about like how there's never going to be a trivia 
a night at a bar where they're asking about like pharmaceutical companies and like construction equipment <laughs> and all the things that we learned about like when right. writing but if they did we would be like the winning team every time yes yes <laughs> I agree. so ashley talk to us a little bit more about so those methodologies that were you were using back in the day in the construction space uh your old way of trying to reach you know their target audience and understand their target customers behavior and what wasn't working when did you start to think gosh this doesn't we can't measure it or this doesn't seem to be as effective as it should be. You know, for us and, you know, growing our own client base as an organization, we traditionally focused on word of mouth and second speaking engagements. We got that most of our business came, you know, a new business for us came those two ways. And I think we just realized that the new generation of you know, people of, of workers, of customers of ours are, we're needing to reach them online. You know, we need to find that's where they are getting their first source of information. They're, they're in that search first mentality, you know, looking, you know, searching up something, you know, if they're looking for a new consultant, you know, like us in our space, they're going to likely search for it. So that's yeah. where we realized that was a need. What kind of speaking engagements are you talking like industry association type yeah. things or marketing conferences? Absolutely. Yes. Speaking, being, you know, speakers at our potential clients, meetings and conferences like the association, you know, any industry association that they would all be members of. So AIA, um, the American Institute of Architects, we would speak at local engagements yep. for, you know, that sort of thing. And, and that's what we did. A lot, we still do it. It's still a great, it's still a great, yeah. great thing. I was going to ask, is that still part of your strategy moving forward? Because I think, you know, when we're talking about SXO or yeah. pillar-based marketing, finding finding your customers where they are, like that's the analog way to do it, right? It's just it's the analog to the digital. I think you know, being where your people are is the yeah. best thing you can do. Yeah. That's right. So talk to us a little bit about your clients advancing organizational excellence. What type of clients do you typically engage with? Talk to us a little bit about that client base and, and how they think about these things. So typically our clients uh, that we work with are people who are you know managing marketing for a, it might be an association in this space, in the construction building or other technical space. It might be a, a contractor, but usually it's typically the person who is handling marketing or who has or who just, you know, maybe a lot of, there are times, there are a lot of, you know, companies we work with because they don't have a marketing and internal marketing person. Yeah. So they bring us in, yeah. you know, as the consultant, as the outside consultant. So, so you're working with like sales or even the yeah. CEO because nobody yeah. else is doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever kind of raises their hand and says, I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. We, so we have a large construction company that uses the platform and they use it primarily to try to hire engineers. So construction engineers, uh -huh. yes. or those types of things. It's a very competitive market out there. Mm -hmm. So how, what are the, some of the discussions look like when you're talking with your clients and how to make sure that they start forward thinking? If, they not, if they aren't yet, if they're still stuck, mm -hmm. oh, well, we're just a construction company. Yeah. And we're going to hand combat, you know, do competitive bids. And that's just how huh. we've done it. And that's how we're going to stay. What, what does that conversation look like as you're talking to them about mm -hmm. becoming forward thinking and, and organically aligning to their target customer behavior? You know, I think it is a lot of that education, you know, part of what we do, you know, we are constantly educating our clients and trying to help them through that process to think about how the, how the current workforce, their current audience is looking for information, how they're looking for information. And I'll be honest, a lot of times it, you know, it's when, you know, I've had a lot of success, you know, in this matter with some of our younger counterparts, like when we have someone who's, who knows that because that's how they do it. You know, that's how they're finding their information searching online and they, they realize and they get it from the get go, you know, so, but it is part of that education process, I think, you know, with all of our clients. 
You know, Toph, this has me thinking on this podcast so far, if, if you've been listening along, I think virtually every guest we've had has either been in SaaS or e-commerce mm-hmm. yep. or like it, maybe they're running a marketing agency and like they're in the SEO world every day. But it is interesting. It's something we haven't thought about that like we're in an industry that changes every five minutes. And so those of us who are like steeped in it, mm-hmm. we're comfortable with that change. But I'm fascinated to hear more like, is there an emotional component to your job, Ashley, trying to market to these people and say, I'm not here to threaten you. I'm not here to change your world. I'm here to make you better because these are industries that have existed long before yeah. the concept of SEO or SXO, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. We're really new at this journey ourselves too, but that's what we're um, seeking to do is to, to educate and help them understand and tell that story of how to reach workers, you know, whatever they need. Yep. Do you anticipate like frictions? Is that like when you're going to someone who's maybe never done digital marketing before? Do you anticipate just like being stonewalled ever? Or is that, am I, am I maybe thinking a little bit generally there and it's not fair? No, I think you're right. I mean, I think COVID accelerated that. So yeah, I think it's always in the back of my head, you know, that could be, there could be some resistance on the other end. We really have to educate and help people understand. So, so actually I have to share just another fun story Mm -hmm. because construction is like, it's just near and dear to my heart. I've never yeah. seen you geek out about this before. Yeah, this is I mean, fun. It's just awesome. So I graduated from college right about the time where we were all issued these things called email addresses. Uh-huh. And and I remember yeah. having one of those in college, but nobody ever did anything with it. We didn't know what to do with it. So graduated from college and in my first job, we were building a large construction project. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to the human resources person or an IT person. I don't remember who it was. I'm like, hey, do we have these things called email addresses here? And they're like, well, yeah, we do. You, you, let's set one up for you. But nobody really used them in the company, but they had them yeah. just because everybody who was cool was getting these email addresses. And so I was really proud of myself. I sent an email with some information that the architect had requested. So I'm mm-hmm. very familiar with AIA and all those fun things. And so I sent an email to the architect in advance of a construction management you know, check-in meeting every month. And I'm like, God, he's got to think I'm so cool and so hip that I sent this email to him with that information. And we get to that meeting, it's, you know, a few weeks later and a point in the meeting, he said, well, and I've requested this, you know, from, you know, the company I worked for, I've requested it from you, but you've never sent it to me. I said, oh yes, I did. I, I emailed it to you. And he said, what? And I said, I emailed it to you. And he said, what's that? And, and so I explained it to him and he goes, oh, hell, I don't know. He said, my assistant, you know, probably set up for me. He's like, you know, fax it to me. That's right. <laughs> so, That's right. And, and, That's how all the transition happened. And and so I think this transition from, you know, I think the the meeting in person, the speaking engagements, these things are very important, right? Thought leaders and engaging with, you know, the community, the ecosystem, your customers, et cetera. But there's this whole other, there's a stat that just came out that 70% of B2B buyers, which, you know, that industry kind of falls into, Mm -hmm. 70% of B2B buyers are now doing all the research and evaluation digitally before they ever talk to a human. Wow. And yeah. so they're making choices, yeah. they're making suppositions, they're looking mm-hmm. at thought leaders digitally before they engage with sales, which I, I just think is interesting. Yeah, it really so, is. So strategy. So yeah. so you start thinking about this, right? Mm-hmm. You're you know somewhat early in your journey, but you've made some really big decisions recently and settling mm-hmm. on kind of a strategy. So what, what kind of strategy have you adopted and, and how are you thinking about moving forward in this SEO to SXO journey. Yeah. So we are really working on our content on our own website and our first group, our first cluster, Ryan, I might be using all the wrong words. I'm sorry, but it's the pillar page that we're working on. (laughs) We really, we we identified, you know, using the um, analytics and demand jump that 
social media marketing was a really good opportunity for us to, it's a, it's an important market for us. You know, it's a lot of what we do is manage social media for clients. And um, so we really wanted to promote ourselves in that area. There were also some key analytics that we looked at that were in demand jump that helped us identify why we should um, focus on that pillar page first. And um, so we've been working on content for that and we've got an in-house person who is helping. And I, you know, it's funny, I see the advantage of having someone like we're out outsource, you know, as people outsource work to us. So I see the benefit. Anyway, we get distracted with our the client work, in other words. So, you know, it's, it's something that we are working on and plugging away at. So anyway, but yes, that's, that is our plan. So we have a pillar strategy, social media marketing being the first one we want to tackle and other areas of our business, you know, are going to fall in line there. So, so Ashley, I have to share a couple of so since you're bringing this new way of thinking right to an industry, uh, I just have to share a couple of stats that, that I think will make all the listeners out there that are in the, the industries that may not have adopted some of these strategies yet, that the people who are deep into you know search, mm-hmm. search optimization, 90.63% of the web pages and blogs that exist out there get zero traffic. Wow. So four and a half yeah. million blogs are getting written today as we speak sitting here right now, mm-hmm. four and a half million are getting written right now. 90.63% of those will never see the light of day because they're written in a one-to-one keyword kind of a concept yeah. instead of thinking of things in an overall network around a given topic. Mm-hmm. And so you're way ahead of the game, Ashley, you're already way ahead of the game and just how you're approaching that go to market strategy. And, and thinking about a topic with a collective set of keywords versus a one-to-one relationship of keywords. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on that. Well, thanks. I mean, but we really, you know, it is a new and a shift in thinking for us because I, you know, for years you described us as an organization, we've written what we think we should write about, but we didn't have any data behind it. We didn't know for sure, but we just thought that's probably what our audience would want to hear about. So now we know, like now we can have the data. And I really like that, you know, being able to show that. Do you think that the topics that you're writing about right now in that new pillar that you're working mm-hmm. on, would you have ever, would you have ever chosen those topics? I mean, that's a, that's an impossible question to answer, but what does your gut say? Do you think that, oh yeah, I think I would have thought that this was a good topic to write about, or, or are you a little surprised to find what people are asking about? Yeah, I think a, a little bit of both, a little surprised though. I don't know that we specifically would have ever stumbled across any, you know, again, you know, writing about those specific blogs, answering those questions. We were thinking about it a whole new way now, you know, answering a question in a blog. And that question is something that, you know, people are searching for in according to the data that we're finding. So, you know, I even, I feel like we probably have a lot of content out there that we can rework even and just, you know, just put the right questions and just, you know, re just rework it so that it's, you know, better fitting for our audience. So what, what does it look like when you, when you go to an, you know, quote unquote old school board or an industry mm-hmm. that's, you know, not traditionally had to rely on digital, like how do you convince them to invest in this digital strategy? What, what are those, what do those conversations look like? There's a lot of people out there huh. that are trying to do the exact same thing that you've been successful at already convincing, yeah. Hey, there's a supplement to our go to market strategy here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think just really showing them, I think what has really helped our clients is seeing how they stack up against their competitors. And so we can show them, you know, oh, and it kind of gets them fired up like, oh, well, so-and-so is beating us in this search, you know, for our key topic. And I think that speaks for itself, you know, and it really gets them excited. Oh, we got to do better than that. (laughs) Data really can cut through that emotion quickly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like human nature is, you know, what the, the most, 
the favorite word of any human being is their first name. It's kind of the old adage, yeah. right? So like, actually, your favorite word's Ashley, and my favorite word's Tope, and Ryan's is Ryan. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think that transcends into human nature for how we market historically mm-hmm. is we want to talk about what we're good at, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody, you know, if, if somebody makes coffee cups, presumably they have domain expertise around coffee cups. Right. And so the human tendency is I'm going to tell you how great my coffee cup is. Mm-hmm. But Ryan doesn't care how great my coffee cup is. What, what he wants is a shiny stainless steel coffee tumbler, not just a coffee cup. And if I don't know that he wants a shiny stainless steel coffee cup tumbler and he's asking questions about that, then we're just going to miss in the night. We're never going to mm-hmm. find each other, you know, on this thing called the internet. Yeah. After all, it was built for us as individuals, not for companies. So I, I think that's, I don't know, I, that, that's the, probably the biggest mindset difference that, that all of us as marketers have to be comfortable letting go of, let go of our domain expertise mm-hmm. and listen, let yeah. the data tell us the voice of the customer. Yeah. And if we align to that, we win almost every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Agreed. So Ashley, I'm, I'm interested because, you know, you're, I don't know if I've really ever met someone in your exact role, to be honest. Like, I don't know if I've met someone who is like the person in charge of marketing for a marketing agency, right? That's a really, it's interesting because I've heard it said before that if you're like marketers, everybody has an opinion on a marketer's job. Like here at Demand Jump, right? Like we've got engineers that I'm not even close to as intelligent or experienced enough to have an opinion on how they do their job. They do their job. They're good at that. But everybody cares what the marketer's doing and everyone has an opinion. How easy has it been for you to navigate that and start to say, look, I want to really shift our focus to this new go-to-market strategy. You got a bunch of marketing experts surrounding you, right? What's it like steering that ship for your own agency? You know, it has been a really, gosh, a a great process, I think, for us. The team has really embraced and accepted this. And I feel like we, I just keep hearing like, oh, this is the missing piece. Like, oh, like we have been writing content. We have been doing this for 20 plus years, but now we know what to write about, you know, now, I mean, it's really cool. So yeah, the missing pieces, I think how I would explain our, our team's internal acceptance of it and a very supportive group that's really adopted it, you know, just real excited about it. You know, we discovered it took us five years of testing multiple, we like to call it math. A lot of people say AI, we mm-hmm. just say math. Yeah. AI is nothing more than math and, and a bunch of algorithms. And so as we were trying to figure out this whole content, SEO world, content mm-hmm. world, and looking at it through an entirely different paradigm, we discovered that over the first few years of our company, mm-hmm. right, and we're deep into this every day, we discovered that out of 400 pieces of content that we had written, mm-hmm. only three of them mattered. Wow. That's pretty yeah. insane. That's eye-opening right? for sure. And yeah. So <laughs> it's eye-opening. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's oh. probably true of every marketer five yeah. years ago. Like we, and we were all just used to accepting that, which I think is crazy now in retrospect. If we all went to bed at night knowing that nine out of 10, you know, 90% mm. of our time the next day would be wasted. Oh, yeah, no. That would be a- <laughs> so many of us on our team, we write, we're writers, you know, and then it's like your baby that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, nobody is paying attention to this. Yeah, I've totally. you know, worked so hard on this. <laughs> nobody is looking at it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. We're going to move into a a couple of rapid fire questions. So what would be your best piece of advice for a market, uh, a marketing leader Mm -hmm. that is trying to help transform, you, you know, potentially industries that are somewhat laggards when it comes to to digital. I would just say <laughs> This is a hard one, Ashley, by the way. <laughs> it 
I just feel like a hard one. But I would just, gosh, keep, you know, per- persistence, just, you know, continue to just be enthusiastic about the data behind the content that you write and just the need for really getting that, um, that missing piece in the puzzle. That's, I mean, that's, to me, it keeps coming back to it. When I owned an agency and mm-hmm. I was in your role and every other role, because we were a small little tiny baby agency, mm-hmm. the difference between the before times when I didn't pay attention to data and then like selling in the after times when mm-hmm. I had data, it's night and day. Yeah. And I'm not a math guy at all, but data is my new best friend. Yeah. It, it yeah. Makes, makes your decisions and your promises for you. I mean, then you know, you, you know, it takes the guesswork out of it. So yeah, agreed. Yeah, we like to equate that if we process data properly, it forms the yellow brick road Mm -hmm. to the right actions and right answers to take. So how about top three tools, marketing or otherwise, top three tools that you can't live without? Oh, wow. You know, I think every day tools that I use at work, we use a project management um, platform that works so great for us to keep track of all the things that are coming and flying project management. Which one? Uh, We use Basecamp. You know, that's a project management, you you know, system that works pretty well for us. And we scheduling software for social media management. We like the kind that have good analytics, like good pictures of the data that for the people that we work with, Sprout Social, there there's so many out there, but oh, yeah. Sprout is one that we like to use because it gives good graphs, pictures for yeah. people in, term, in the inside, you know, that we work with. It's easy for them to understand. Man Jump is quickly becoming that good tool and resource. And I'm going to go back, you know, email is a big part, but I'm trying to shift a lot more of that to Basecamp. So yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, excellent. Three? I don't know. Yeah, might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, any other questions for Ashley while we have her? I got one more. One of these rapid fire questions. I love it when I can talk to marketing leaders. Mm-hmm. Professionally speaking, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be afraid of the world. Okay, Ashley, but professionally speaking, mm-hmm. what keeps you up at night? Ooh, gosh. And I go to bed pretty easily. I can fall asleep fast, but I'll wake up at three in the morning and I'll be thinking about getting everything done, like all the things on my list. I mean, that's, you know, and just, that's it. I mean, <laughs> I'll be thinking about my to-do list. <laughs> so I don't know. And get just, yeah. All right. So we, someone's got to get working on an algorithm that could figure out our to-do list for us. Yeah. That would be the next big revolution. Yeah. We, we had a, actually, we had a person come in. We had a whole series of kind of seminars on, one was ba- around balance late last year. Mm-hmm. And, and I used to do this. I kind of got away from it and he encouraged us to get back into it. But when you're, when our brains are racing a million miles an hour, when we're laying in bed mm-hmm. at night, it, it was write it down, have a little pad of paper next to your bed so you can mm-hmm. get it out of your brain. Yeah. I started doing this again recently in the last month or so. And gosh, it helps me, right? Because otherwise our brains just won't shut down right. sometimes. Keep firing. Yeah. And getting it out of my brain, out my arm, down my fingertips, onto a pad of paper has been so helpful. Yeah. Ben Franklin did that every night. Fun fact. So there's it's, it's got to be yeah. something there. That's what I, I need to it. try at 3 a.m. <laughs> next time. All right, Ashley, how can people find you if they want to reach out? Well, um, I can be reached by email or LinkedIn. Email is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y dot Kazire, K-I-Z-Z-I-R-E at A-O-E team.com or I'm on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation, Ashley. There are all kinds of people out there listening to this show that are just getting started in this digital space and others that are trying to convince you know various industries that might be a little bit of laggards to come into the space mm-hmm. to help their organization. So change is great, right? It's mm-hmm. a little scary, but the results always turn out to be great. So thank you very much for sharing a little bit about your journey today. And until next time, this is Page One or Bust, and we'll see y'all soon. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Page One or Bust is brought to you by Demand Jump. 
Know the exact content to create to increase first page rankings and drive outcomes with Demand Jump. Get started for free today at demandjump.com.